This is the Engineering Career Coach Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to helping engineers succeed in work and life. The show is hosted by engineering enthusiast Anthony Fasano and Chris Knutson. Both are professional engineers who found success early in their careers and now work together to help other engineers do the same. Now it's showtime. Hello, this is Anthony Fasano, and this is the show for engineers who want to succeed in both work and life. All right, today's episode, we're going to interview Carl Friesen, a professional who really likes to help engineering businesses and engineers build their profiles as thought leaders. And we're actually going to dig into a really interesting topic and how to use public speaking to build your expertise and to become a thought leader in your field, which is, again, a topic that I love. You know I love public speaking. I love speaking for engineers. So I'm thrilled to get to speak with Carl. And he gave us an awesome Take Action Today segment at the end of this one. Something very simple that you can lay out to start, put yourself on the path to become a speaker and an expert on a topic. All right, so let's get into it. Before we get into the interview with Carl, I want to take a moment to recognize our sponsor for today's episode, PPI. If you are thinking about taking the FEPE or SE exam, I recommend that you check out PPI, the leader in engineering exam prep. PPI is offering a special 20% discount to listeners of this podcast. Use promo code COACH at PPITopass.com. Again, that's PPI, the number two, pass.com, and use the promo code COACH for a 20% discount. Thanks again for PPI for sponsoring not just the podcast, but also our Engineering Career Summit, which was a hit. And I also want to mention for those of you interested in maybe joining our community, The Engineering Mastermind, which is theengineeringmastermind.com, we also just started a complimentary private Facebook group where our members can talk real time on issues, connect, share stories. And then we also have our deeper forum. They're working together. It's been a huge help to get to know the members a little bit better. Again, check out theengineeringmastermind.com. We'd love to have you get into the community and also supports the podcast which we offer for free through iTunes. So with that, let me give you a quote that'll take you right into the interview here with Carl Friesen. A speaker should approach his preparation not by what he wants to say, but by what he wants to learn. And that's from Todd Stocker. And that's an awesome quote because you do learn through speaking. It's another benefit of it. So let's jump in here. All right, now it's time for the main segment of our show. For today's main segment, I'm joined by Carl Friesen. Carl's been working with engineers and other technical professionals for about 15 years now, helping them build their professional profile through creating thought leadership content. To do this, Carl uses his background in journalism to find the story behind the facts and his MBA in marketing to present those ideas effectively. He's worked with a wide range of engineering firms, including Hatch, AECOM, and Golder Associates, helping clients on six continents. He founded Thought Leadership Resources to help business professionals learn how they can build their professional profile so that they can get more of the work they love to do and earn what they're worth. Carl, welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. All right. So Carl, is what he does is very interesting. In my opinion, he really helps people and firms to become thought leaders. He has a book called Your Firm's Expertise Edge, How Professional Firms Can Use Their Thought Leaders' Expertise to Grow, which is a great book. I have it in my hand here. I read through it, and it's got some really good tips if you're an engineer or if you're owner of a company or you're working your way up to being owner of a company. 
It's got examples and tips that can apply. And today, what we're going to focus on is developing your thought leadership through public speaking. And it's uh, something that is certainly a topic near and dear to my heart. So, Carl, thanks for coming on and taking some time with us today. Glad to be here. Looking forward to this. All right, Carl, let's jump right in here. So in a world where there's webinars, courses, Twitter, Facebook, all these things going on, why does public speaking matter? I think one reason it matters, Anthony, is because of the chance to meet people directly and in person when you speak. Uh, they get a chance to see what you're like on stage. But it's also the conversations around your speech that really make a difference. Like I remember it was 1999 and I was doing a presentation in Vancouver and uh, to a group of people who do marketing for engineering firms. And after the presentation, I had two people come up to me afterwards, and I was able to talk to them. And those were my first two major clients for my newly started consulting practice. So, and one of them I'm still working with. So it was that chance to build a personal connection when you're at a particularly what I call a powerful place. Like if you're wearing a speaker badge, that gives you a certain amount of credibility. And that gives your conversations, even if it's over just over a coffee, it gives them a whole lot more credibility than they otherwise would have. So I think one of the big benefits to public speaking is you can meet people in person, interact with them from a powerful place. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. And I'm kind of one of those people who loves to create content, writing articles, doing podcasts in the studio, doing interviews. And when I go to a conference, if I'm going to speak or if I'm just going to meet and connect with people, my initial thoughts are always, oh, I'm going to lose a couple of days in the office. I'm not going to be able to create content. It's going to frustrate me. But then it always seems that on the way back from the conference, I'm like, man, that was amazing. I made so many contacts. I had such a great time. I learned so many things. So listener out there, you might say, you know, I'm too busy to go to conferences. I'm too busy to start speaking. But like Carl said, you can really get a lot out of one speaking engagement or one hour talk that you've worked on because of the connection with people. So to that end, Carl, how might you find venues to speak at if you wanted to start to build your thought leadership, your expertise around a certain topic? That's a great question, Anthony. And, and I've always had a bit of a, it's a struggle. And I think that part of the answer is, to be quite blunt about it, you kind of should know already. Like if, if you're focusing on a particular niche and you want to reach a particularly narrow market, you should know where your people hang out. You should know about their conferences. You should know about their trade associations. You should know about their local luncheons and other kinds of events. But you can also just check their trade publications Google can help a little bit, but I find it's better to go narrow. So if you want to reach a particularly narrow niche, you ask people as well in the field you're trying to reach as to what conferences they go to, and uh, that'll help. I also find that the new thing that's going on right now is more informal kinds of meetings organized through groups like Eventbrite and Meetup. And so quite often, I find that if I look through those as a, as a search engine, I can find opportunities that are local that are a little bit under the radar, but they're quite often very good opportunities to do presentations. I agree. And I think also one way that you can start doing this too is to think about what field you want to build your expertise level in. So if you say to me like, I want to become a expert in a certain kind of development, like maybe green development for schools or whatever the case may be, certain kind of stormwater design, a certain kind of gear you're going to design or materials you're going to use, then focus around that. So think about like who's going to be interested in that, who's that's going to help. Like for my example, as a civil engineer doing land development, 
that's how I figured it out. Cause I wanted to get in front of the people that were going to be our clients, whether it's like real estate developers, et cetera. So I think that can help you along with these resources that Carl mentioned online and the meetup, which is great. I use that as well. So those are all excellent ways to do it. Now, Carl, next step is topics. Like how do I decide what I want to really talk about? Where do I come up with ideas? Well, that's a really good question. And a lot of people, I think they make a mistake of starting out by thinking about what they want to talk about, what they want to get out there. But really, to make your presentation attractive to the people you want to reach, you need to think about the problems that they're facing. Think about the opportunities that are possibly available to them. Like think about news developments that are affecting them. Like say there's a new regulation or a new law or maybe a, a new kind of disruptive technology is messing up their world. Like if you do presentations to, uh, I don't know, the obvious example is uh, taxi associations or something now, you would be doing a talk on how to deal with Uber. Right. Yeah, you need to think about the problems and opportunities that they're facing. So you look through their trade publications, you look through the association websites, and you find out what problems they're bumping into. And then if you can wrap your solution or your presentation around those issues, uh, you're much more likely to get your speaker idea accepted and then also get people to come to the event. So if you could talk about things that they're facing and problems that are bumping into them, then you've got a much better chance of having success in speaking. Gotcha. All right. So let's dig a little bit deeper here into the details. So I've got uh, a venue I'm targeting or an association. I've got a topic I want to run with here. I put together maybe an abstract or some information. How do I do this? I don't want to mess it up. I want to make the right move. Tell me some kind of maybe do's and don'ts. Well, the do's and don'ts I would have would be to start with finding the right person. Like a lot of associations are run by volunteers. And what I've discovered and you may have discovered is that sometimes the volunteers, they don't have their eye 100% on that volunteer position because they got a day job. They got kids. They got other things to deal with. So sometimes you got to ask several times and you got to find the right person. So I find that sometimes that's just a case of trial and error. But once you find the right person, then you give them I use the term query letter, which is is an old freelance journalism expression. A query is like a mini proposal for an article or in this case for a speech. And what I find is that a good query, it's got four points. Okay. One is you put down in a really simple way what your topic's about, like what your speech is going to be about. And you tie that into an issue that they're facing. After you've established the topic, then you say why it should matter to the people you want to talk to. Like who, why should people in this audience really care about this? Like if it's a new regulation, you would say why it really matters. And then you put out a little bit of a point form outline of your presentation because they want to get an idea of what you'd be talking about. So, and that gives them a clear idea of what the presentation will be like. And then finally, their question is going to be, are you credible in your field? Like, are you someone who has expertise that would be recognized? So you have to indicate your qualifications for talking on this topic. Now, that could be your professional qualifications, like if you got a PE designation or if you're a PMP or something else. It could also be your academic qualifications, you know, what degrees you have and what disciplines. And also they want to know about your experience. So I think that a query is a really effective way to present your idea. And it's got four points. Like I said, your topic why the members of the audience would care about this topic, a bullet point outline, and your qualifications. 
all those four points are, of course, are important. I think one that really jumps out at me is the number two, which is why they care. I think that a lot of people kind of mess this up or don't focus on this enough. I mean, the reason that people are going to have you come speak is yes, because you're an expert, but secondly, maybe more importantly, because you can help them and you have something that they want. And I think you need to make sure you write your description like that as opposed to making it more about you. And I think that that's really important. Yes, it exactly right. It does have to be, you have to point it out to them because this is your world and it's not necessarily the world of the people you're presenting to. And in fact, it shouldn't be because you're trying to reach clients in this case. But I find quite often, if you can point out certain new legislation, like if OSHA has come down with some new legislation or if EPA has put out some new guidelines that got really, really nasty teeth to them, then that's the third thing you need to point out. And if you can list the name of the specific legislation or whatever, then they can Google that. They can find out how nasty is this thing. So I, I do find you really do need to sell it. It's not just say, hey, I'd like to do a presentation on indoor air quality. What you need to do is to point out that OSHA has put down new regulations as to how many air changes have to be done inside a building in order to meet these new regulations. Absolutely. And Jim Rogers, who's the author of the book, Win More Work, we've had him on our civil engineering podcast talking about better proposal writing. And one of the things that he mentioned that I love was considering your you to me ratio when you prepare documents like this. How many times are you saying the name of you or your company versus how many times you're saying the name of the organization? So just keep that in mind. Like, you know, you don't want this to just be all about you, you, you. You've got to tell them what you understand about them and why they need this and how it's going to help them. Yeah, I find it really helps if instead of the first word being I in your letter, you make it you. Mm -hmm. And it all comes from there. You know, if you can build off that you, then that really helps you do it right. Good point. All right. So I want you to talk, Carl, on another point that I've, I've heard you mention before, which is you should be an okay speaker, but not too good of a speaker. Maybe you could elaborate on that. Yeah, I know. It sounds rather counterintuitive because a lot of people think that they should be really an excellent speaker. But I think that comes down to the point that if you're an engineer or a technical professional, you're expected to be just a little bit geeky, you know? You're expected to be really good at your job. And they think if you're too slick, maybe you're missing something in terms of actually delivery or knowledge. It's sort of the idea you can't have it all. You know, you can either be really good technically or you can be an absolutely really, really stellar speaker. And I'd rather go for the slightly geeky end of things. So that's why I think it's important to be okay as a speaker. But you don't need to be. And it may be a little counterproductive, actually, if you're too good at it, because they assume that your technical solutions aren't going to really be all that workable. Yeah. And I think this is also important in that a lot of engineers and technical professionals aren't going to be great speakers to begin with. I mean, I certainly wasn't. I stuttered. I went fast. I, I couldn't really get my words out clearly because that's not how you start your career. That's not your primary job. Your primary job is to focus on the technical, the science, the calculations, et cetera. So I think this is a good point in that also it encourages you to get out there and apply for speaking engagements, apply to present in certain forums and understanding that you're not going to be perfect, but you're going to get out there. And every time you do one of these talks, you're going to get even better. In fact, on one of our upcoming episodes of the podcast, I'm going to feature 
one of our engineering mastermind community members who I challenged them at our summit to get up there and give a talk. And she did it. It was like TEDx talk 15 minutes and it was wonderful actually. And I'm going to feature it on the show. But the point is, is that you've got to get out there and you've got to get going and that's how you're going to continue to improve. Oh yeah. It's, it's great. Like just as a quick little story here, when I first started my consulting practice, this was going back about 1999. And I knew I had to get good at public speaking. So I, I booked a presentation to a group of consultants that I didn't really want as clients. And I practiced on them, so to speak. So my first presentation, it was that the delivery was awful. It was terrible. It was, I mean, I think the content was good. In fact, the content really hasn't changed all that much over the last few years, but the presentation was just absolutely, the delivery was awful. And I remember a couple of people afterwards came up to me afterwards and they said, well, you know, I'm a speaking coach. I can help you. And so it was, so I booked one of these people. Yeah, sure. And that's how I got better. But I just got to give a shout out here for Toastmasters. Absolutely. It's an amazing organization. Like, like Toastmasters, if, if you're not familiar with it, it's a club that has, it has meetings all over the world, actually. Maybe not in some countries, but all over North America, certainly. And it's a club for teaching people how to do public speaking and learn leadership skills. So you can just go on at toastmaster.org and you can find a club close to you and you'll learn how to speak. They'll give you practice. They'll give you feedback. They'll give you all kinds of warm emotional support. And it's just a wonderful way to learn how to speak. They've got a regular training program. And I just can't say enough about Toastmasters as a way to learn. Me neither, Carl. In fact, I've mentioned Toastmasters on the show, I feel like every episode, because that's how I learned. Okay. I mean, I, I wanted to become a speaker. So I went to Toastmasters every night or every other week, Tuesday nights, until until I was too busy speaking to keep going to Toastmasters. And that's kind of how you have to build those skills. And there's plenty of engineers that I've recommended it to that have utilized Toastmasters very, very successfully. So check out Toastmasters.org and we'll, we'll link to that link as well. All right, Carl. So I feel like applying for these speaking engagements, there's always these speakers that kind of have the inside track on getting into these associations and into these conferences. What's the secret for getting kind of on the inside track, so to speak? Well, what I, what I call the inside track is, is just plain old persistence. I mentioned before that a lot of the people doing the, the speaking organizing are their volunteers and they've got other work to do. And so you can send them an email from, and they receive it from someone they don't know, and they may pay attention to it. They may not. It winds up down towards the bottom of their email list and pretty soon they've forgotten about it. And so you may need to send that same email twice, three times. You follow up by, with a phone call, with a voicemail. You follow them on Twitter. You send them a, a LinkedIn request. You keep getting in their face. And sometimes you find you've been talking to the wrong person or trying to reach the wrong person, in which case you got to find who else you can reach. I find that if you can also send them information, like say you, say you blog regularly and you send them a sample of your blog and say, you know, here's the kind of information I like to talk about in my presentation. And you just keep pushing. Because I really believe that the person who nags the most is the person who gets the gigs. And, and so I find that just plain old persistence and making sure you're sending it to the right person are the best ways to, to get those gigs where others would just get ignored and, and would fail. So if you don't have a name and you're not known to the people you're trying to present to, sometimes just plain old persistence and a bit of imagination really helps to go a long way. Absolutely. And 
I think what Carl said before about the query letter was a big plus. If you have a good letter, you're sending it to the right person and you keep in contact with these people, it's going to help you get in. And going to the conferences and being active in these associations is going to help like we talked about right up in the beginning. So, I mean, all these things add up and they all help you to get into these speaking engagements, which is effectively going to build your thought leadership. All right, so let's recap this and then we'll jump into our take action today segment and round it out with Carl and we'll get a big action item for you that you can move forward on. So we talked about why public speaking matters, which really is the opportunity to connect with people in person um, at an event when you're speaking. We talked about how to find venues, right? Thinking about your associations, thinking about your targeted demographic, how to think of topics, regulations, laws, technologies, things that could be causing frustration, pain for your clients, and opportunity for you and your company. What's wrong and what's right about applying? I mean, what you can get wrong is not going to the right person with your application. You've got to get to the right person who makes the decision on these speakers and approach them with the query letter, with the four topics, what the topic is, why they would care about the topic, the outline of your talk, and your credibility and your expertise. And then you don't have to be the best speaker in the world. In fact, sometimes not being the best speaker is a good way for you to kind of get in the door with some of these associations. The inside track is persistence. Do whatever you have to do to follow up with these people and stay on top of them. And eventually you're going to get the calls and you're going to get in. All right, we're going to move into the next section. But Carl, one last thing before we move in. Let's say you effectively do your talk and then you want to try to get some more mileage out of it with social media, with different things. How would you recommend doing that? I think with social media, you need to go with the platforms that your potential clients are using. Like if they're on LinkedIn, then you would have this out on LinkedIn. You put an update on your profile. You would maybe take the slide deck from your presentation and modify it if necessary, and then post it as a slideshow on your profile. You put it out on Twitter. So you look for the platforms that your audience are using, and then you would engage with those particular platforms. But I do find that quite often you can take the speech and you can chunk it down into several different blog posts, or you can use that speech and the fact that you gave a presentation and it gives you credibility when you approach another potential venue. You know, you can say you presented at this conference and uh, you got some good reviews out of that. And here's a reference to the person who organized that conference. And then you can send that to someone else. You can take the speech and turn it into a white paper. There are all kinds of ways to leverage the thought that went into that particular presentation. Yeah, absolutely. And Carl, you talk about this in your book with the bite-sized ideas. I mean, you can chunk this stuff down. You can take your one-hour talk and write probably 15 LinkedIn blog posts that live on LinkedIn that build your expertise on LinkedIn if that's your place to live with your clients. So tons of stuff you can do. Probably a whole other episode, actually. But for now, let's jump into our Take Action Today segment and round this one out. All right, now it's time for our Take Action Today segment of the show. This is where we want to give you action, an action item. You can listen to podcasts all day, but unless you do something, it doesn't really matter. So today we're going to give you, we're going to tell you one thing you can work on to start to move towards becoming a speaker on your topic of interest. But before we do that, I would like to offer a word from today's episode sponsor, PPI. Engineers often ask me what exam prep materials or review courses they should use when preparing for the FEPE or SE exams. 
Hands down, I recommend PPI. I personally use PPI's materials to pass my exams, and I recently had a chance to demo their review courses. It's why I feel so confident recommending PPI for those of you planning to take the next step in your career. PPI is offering a special 20% discount to listeners of this podcast using promo code COACH at PPITopass.com. Again, that's PPI, the number two, pass. Dot com and use the promo code COACH for a 20% discount. All right, so Carl, we're going to round this one out. We just gave a whole bunch of information on developing your thought leadership and your expertise through speaking. Now our listener has all this information. What's the first step? Something just to put them into action that they can focus on. That's a good question. Yeah, thanks. I think that the first thing you could look at is just do a query letter. Like think of a speech you want to give. And then you, you book yourself half an hour and you open up a blank screen on your computer and you just fill in those points. You know what your topic would be. Just say that in a few, a few words. Then why the members of the audience you're imagining would care about this and something about what the point form outline would look like and your qualifications. And I find that if you've got that in place, all of a sudden you sort of visualized, hey, maybe, you know, okay, who can I send this to? Or, or what conference can I do that at for real? And then that sort of makes it more real in your mind and you're able to then take action. You may want to change the query later, but if you can just get started, that I think is the first step you need to sort of visualize yourself as a speaker. That's awesome because it's really action oriented. Just take a blank word document or whatever the case may be, come up with your topic, write a description about it. But then remember to think about why your prospective attendees of your talk or your prospective clients want to hear about that and really drill into that. Remember about starting like with the word you or using words like you as opposed to me. And I think that'll get you on your way for sure. All right, so take action on that and start to develop that thought leadership. Carl, where can our members connect with you? How can they find you? They can find online. I've got a website at thoughtleadershipresources.com. And also, if you hit in uh, thoughtleadershipresources.com forward slash free gift, you'll be able to get essentially a, a user's guide as to how to get speaking engagements. It's just a five-page worksheet, if you want to call it that. It's called Get your Spe- Get That Speaking Engagement. And it's, it's just some practical ideas there that you can use to develop a speaking plan for yourself. That's great. So Carl has taken the time to put together this worksheet that can even help you to forward the action more, which will be really helpful. And what we'll do is we'll link to that link as well in our show notes, which will be at engineeringcareercoach.com forward slash thought leader altogether, all lowercase thought leader. You can get access to Carl's information, his free gift that he's giving to you. And hopefully, most importantly, you can put it into action. I hope you enjoyed the episode today. We'd love to hear your feedbacks, comments, or questions. You can go to the show notes and leave comments, and we'll make sure that Carl can get linked in on that in case you want to communicate with him as well. We monitor all of our comments, and we will respond if you leave us one. Until next time, please continue to engineer your own success. Thank you for listening to the Engineering Career Coach Podcast. Be sure to visit engineeringcareercoach.com where you can find all past episodes and also download a free three-part video series created specifically for engineers to help you best utilize LinkedIn for networking, improve your communication and speaking skills, and also to help develop your leadership abilities. 
Now is the time to engineer your own success.